There is not always something to rejoice over in human circumstances, but there is always something to rejoice over in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this is exactly what Jesus does. This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 111. Today we're going to answer the question, what was Jesus thankful for? You're listening to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful that you're here listening today. This week, we're going to talk about what Jesus was grateful for. I've been thinking about the Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States, which is in just a couple of days from when this episode will be released. And if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, I think you'll still find some helpful ideas. Being grateful to God is always an empowering thing to do, no matter what time of year it is. In getting ready spiritually for Thanksgiving, I've realized that even with all the challenges and struggles from this past year, there is much to be grateful for. There have been so many personal blessings this year, big ones and small ones, and sometimes it's the little things that I am simply the observer of that mean so much. Like you're walking down the street and a little child just breaks out in spontaneous laughter. Or you're outside at night and you see the moonlight on the wet grass. Or there's a blue jay sitting on the branch, radiant in the morning sun. All these things just make my heart burst out in gratitude. Each Thanksgiving, I try to think of a fresh way to think of being grateful and reaffirm why gratitude is even important in the first place. Gratitude is important because it connects us with God. It's about acknowledging our relationship with the divine and that God is the source of all the good, all the blessings in our lives. One of the things I am most grateful for this year is the increasingly clear focus in my life of the importance of living with the mindset of Jesus. So, in thinking about all that I have to be grateful for this year, I got to wondering, well, what was Jesus thankful for? And how did he express that gratitude? I would imagine Jesus lived in a constant state of gratitude to God. He was always quick to point out to his followers that he could only do what he did because of his relationship with God. But there are only four specific times when the gratitude Jesus expressed was recorded in one of the four Gospels. Here's what I discovered. And as you hear how Jesus expressed gratitude, think how you can follow his example. 
The first time we see Jesus expressing thanks is in Luke chapter 10. This is also in Matthew chapter 11. Jesus had been preaching, teaching, and healing all over the place. There were lots of people who believed on him as a result, but there were many who did not. And Jesus refers to several cities in particular which weren't very receptive to who he was. I'm going to read this. There are a lot of verses here, but they set the scene for what Jesus is grateful for. This is from Luke chapter 10, verses 13 through 21. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. Yes, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. Then he said to his disciples, Anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me, and anyone who rejects me is rejecting God, who sent me. Right at that moment, and this is verse 17, the 72 disciples that Jesus had sent out to preach and to heal return. Some translations say there were 70, and this is mentioned in Luke 10, verse 1. And they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Now, a lot of people take that literally, but I think Jesus means it metaphorically as well. He's telling us that we have power over the evil forces in the world in whatever form they appear. Then he goes on in verse 20 and says, But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Here you can see the contrast from the way the people in the cities of Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum responded to who Jesus was and the way his disciples did, and the people they preached to. They accepted Jesus as the Son of God, and because of this, they were able to heal by calling on Jesus' name. And now we get to verse 21, which is where Jesus expresses his gratitude. At that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, and he said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, Thank you for hiding these things from the people who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. I used to only see one thing here Jesus was grateful for, that God had revealed to the childlike, that is, his disciples and other of his followers, these spiritual truths who he was, and the healing power which comes with it. But it dawned on me recently that Jesus is actually thanking God for two very different things. 
He first thanks God that these deep spiritual truths have been hidden from those who are wise and clever in their own eyes. Then he thanks God for revealing the truth to the childlike hearts. Why was Jesus grateful for the wise and clever not receiving the truth? It's easy to be grateful to God when things work out the way you want them to, or even better than you could have imagined, but how do you find something to be grateful for when people reject your God-given purpose and message when you face opposition, defeat, or setback? When you've been rejected, misunderstood, and mistreated, it seems more natural to have a pity party. But at some point, it's better to disinvite yourself from that scene and shift your thoughts to a more spiritual perspective. And gratitude is often the way out. This is the prayer of rejoicing in the Spirit. That's what it said Jesus did. It said he was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. There is not always something to rejoice over in human circumstances, but there is always something to rejoice over in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this is exactly what Jesus does. He vented his frustration just as you and I would, but then he turned directly to God and found something to be grateful for. And it wasn't just some random gratitude list. He specifically mentions those two things. So why would Jesus thank God for hiding the truth from some people? Wasn't he supposed to minister to everyone? Wasn't he here for the salvation of all mankind? Well, yes, of course he was. But your heart has to be ready, be prepared to receive the truth Jesus came to bear witness to. The hearts of the childlike people were ready. They knew they needed something beyond themselves. They knew they needed God. They took to heart the teachings of Jesus and they saw his healing works. It convinced them that this hillside preacher from Nazareth was not just some ordinary guy out to tell a few good stories and promote his own agenda. They began to hope and to glimpse that he was the fulfillment of their deepest longings for the Messiah to come. But the wise and clever were not ready for the message. They kind of epitomized those whom God rebukes because they trust in their own wisdom. This is from Isaiah 47.10. God says, Your wisdom and knowledge have led you astray. If you give a full-size hammer to a three-year-old, you shouldn't be surprised if he hurts himself and wreaks havoc on his surroundings. He's not ready to use this tool. Give him a plastic toy hammer first and let him get used to the principle of using it. As he gets older, he can use a real one. I think Jesus is thanking God for hiding the grown-up hammer from these spiritual toddlers. They were not mature enough in humility or spirituality to understand and use Jesus' message appropriately. They would have turned it into a doctrinal debate or an intellectual exercise to try to make sense of what Jesus said. People still do that today. Truth is not a product of an intellectual exercise of the human mind. Truth is a revelation from God. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the reasoning process of the human mind can be very helpful 
and is often a component of understanding God's truth, but it has to be subordinate to and used only in companionship with what God reveals to us. If you're a preacher or an evangelist or you want to share your faith, have you ever thanked God when people did not believe the gospel that you preached? Until recently, I had not done this, but now I see the wisdom of Jesus shining through this type of gratitude. He was grateful that unprepared hearts didn't accept his message because it might end up being just an exercise of the human mind, as I was mentioning, that intellectual gerbil wheel that spins round and round but gets nowhere spiritually. What if those folks who were worldly wise had believed and joined up with Jesus before their hearts were humble and ready? Can't you just see them thinking they knew better than he did how to get his message to the people, how to organize things, how to deal with the Pharisees? They were smart people. They knew the ways of the world, but they didn't understand the ways of God, listening for his direction in every situation, especially if it went against what they thought was right. Jesus didn't want these kind of people as aids to his cause, and neither do you and I. There is so much to be grateful for when someone rejects you and your mission. I know it's hard to do, but the sooner we are grateful, the sooner the blessings will flow. Jesus preached to everyone who would listen, and so should we. But he said not to give your pearls to the swine. That's in Matthew 7, 6. He saved his pearls, his deep spiritual insights for those who were receptive, whose hearts were ready. Be alert to who is receptive to your God-given message, but also be alert to who rejects it. And the only way and the only place that you can rejoice and be grateful over this rejection is in the Holy Spirit. The Spirit reveals the deeper things of God and what is going on below the surface of material appearances. One of the most well-known times Jesus expressed thanks was when he multiplied the loaves and the fish to the multitudes. This is in Matthew 15, verse 36, also in other Gospels. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, He broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. Here's Jesus in the presence of very little food, hardly enough for one or two families. Here's Jesus praying and thanking God. We don't know the words he used or the specific things he thanked God for, but if he was following his own teachings from the Sermon on the Mount, He wasn't fretting or worrying over how little food there was for such a crowd. He was focused on and seeking first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness. What had he promised when you seek first God's kingdom and righteousness? You'll be given everything you need. That's Matthew 6, 33. Jesus took what was at hand, a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish, and thanked God. How did Jesus' mindset of focusing on the kingdom of heaven being at hand influence his prayers and gratitude? Maybe Jesus was being grateful that in the kingdom of heaven, every need is already met. 
Jesus was bearing witness to the fact that in the kingdom of heaven, everyone already had everything they needed. He could see there is no lack in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus must have been so conscious of the presence of the kingdom of God. Is it any wonder all that food was supplied? How can you and I follow Jesus' example? Can we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness to the degree that we see what is true in heaven is possible here on earth? As you become more and more aware of what is true in heaven, you can't help but be grateful for it, and to that degree, you will see it brought forth in your life. The third time Jesus expresses gratitude is just before he raised Lazarus from the grave. This is in John 11, verses 41 through 43. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Being grateful is always a powerful prayer. Usually, we express our thanks to God after a blessing or a healing. But Jesus sets the supreme example of gratitude by thanking God for hearing his prayer before he has even prayed it and before it is answered. That takes quite a trust in God and a confidence in how God will respond. Jesus knew his unbreakable relationship with his heavenly Father. There was not a single doubt in his mind that his prayer would be heard and answered. Can you and I pray with that same degree of gratitude and confidence that God will hear and answer our prayers? Yes, we can, because we have the mind of Christ. That's from 1 Corinthians 2.16. Now, if you pray with your own little human mind, with its fears and doubts, you cannot pray as Jesus did. Instead, pray with the mind of Christ and see the difference. We should be in total awe and overcome with gratitude that we do have the mind of Christ, what I sometimes call the mindset of Jesus. This is part of our heritage as followers of Jesus, to possess and pray with the same mind which was also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2.5 says it this way, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The fourth and final time when Jesus expressed gratitude was during the Last Supper, when he gave his disciples wine to drink and bread to eat to commemorate his life purpose. This is Matthew 26.27, and of course this is reported in the other Gospels as well. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. Jesus knew that in just a few hours he would be betrayed, arrested, put on trial, falsely accused, and crucified. And yet, he gave thanks. When you feel the world is caving in on you, and it seems evil forces are united to defeat you, is it possible in the midst of all that to pause and give thanks? 
That's exactly what Jesus did. Again, we don't know specifically what Jesus was grateful for at that moment, but there was much to thank God for. He had accomplished all God had asked of him. He had preached the gospel to thousands, healed the multitudes, and loved mankind with more love than any other person who had ever set foot on the earth. He had been faithful to God, to himself, to his disciples, and to all mankind. This was a lot to be grateful for. And Jesus could have been just as grateful for what he knew would happen after his death. His resurrection, the 40 days he would have to teach his disciples more about the kingdom of heaven than they had been able to bear until they saw him risen from the grave. And Jesus must have known how these same disciples and those who followed in their footsteps would be emboldened with the Holy Spirit and spread his gospel to the farthest reaches of the world. There was indeed much to be grateful for. When you are faced with challenges, whether large or small, pause to give thanks for all the blessings of the past as well as the blessings of the future. During the Thanksgiving season and the approaching Christmas holidays, I hope you will pause often to express gratitude, not just for the outward blessings in your life, but for the deeper things of the Spirit, as Jesus did. Ponder the ways Jesus expressed gratitude. Imbibe his mindset. Be grateful with the mind of Christ, not just your little human mind. Bear witness to the kingdom of heaven at hand, and be grateful for its presence. And you will see this kingdom come more and more into your life. I want to thank you so much for listening today, and with all my heart, I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, full of gratitude to God for the tiniest of things all the way up to the biggest of things in your life. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone you know. It might be just what they need to hear. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, thank you so much for being here. I hope you will subscribe. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the subscribe tab. Just fill out the form. You'll be on my email notification list, and you'll never miss an episode. As always, I'll have all the Bible references in the show notes. You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 111. This is episode 111. And if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or if you just need a little spiritual support, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the contact tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form, and I'll be in touch. I want to thank each one of you, my listeners, for being here today. I'm especially grateful for you at this Thanksgiving time. You have helped to make this podcast a success. There are now people who have listened to the Bible Speaks to You podcast in 127 countries. That's because you have shared it with your friends. You have shared it with your church and your family. I'm incredibly grateful for you. I love hearing from you when something on the podcast has been helpful 
I love hearing from you when you have questions or when you just want to talk about something about the Bible. It's so inspiring to hear from you and to see how the Bible speaks to you in your life. So again, I want to thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with others. It is making a difference in the world, and you're part of that, and I am so very grateful. Thank you for all your support. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Have a great week. Take care. We'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.